Hello and welcome to Tea with Culture. I'm Wael Hattar and with me is Hin Mizena. This episode we're going to be talking about film, movies, cinema going in general in the Gulf and take a look back at the past 10 years and how we've gotten to where we are. And 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 our guest for this episode is Sami Aish, who's a journalist and has focused on film before and she will give us a little intro about herself for everyone listening. Hello. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Wael. Thank you very much, Hind, for having me today. Um, first of all, I love your podcast because... Uh, uh, not so many people talk about culture and art in this part of the world, so it's great to have such uh, great content from you guys. Um, so um, uh, I'm a journalist. I have worked. Uh, I have written for uh, CNN Arabic for the past 15 years or so, and uh, I focused mainly on uh, cinema and, to be more specific, on uh, Arabic cinema, uh, because I felt at some point there is not sh- not much writing about that, and. Um, Passion for cinema comes from um, the early age where I was, uh, I used to love watching uh, Arab films and, um, uh, you know, imagining uh, scenes and trying to be part of those scenes and so on. And then it developed into university where I was looking for a film major in this part of the world, but 2000s it wasn't very common um so i um uh, i uh, i was admitted into aus the american university of Sharjah, into visual communication until second year where i discovered there is a filmmaking class but in the multimedia major so i changed major just to be part of that uh, or or that uh, uh, track uh, but then you know at that time filmmaking wasn't something which is like you know parents what are you going to do if you become a filmmaker how are you going to make money? How are you going to uh, sustain a living? That was a question that uh, came into my head a lot. But then I thought, okay, maybe I want to continue with writing, being a journalist, but let me focus about something that is my passion, which is uh, Arab cinema. That's, that's awesome. Um, in this episode, like we said earlier, we're going to be talking about kind of the general cinema movies and specifically how it's the reaction of, of this part of the world, because Arab cinema alone is a whole other episode that we'll definitely want to dive into in the future. Um, but at least for, for my little background, is being stuck as a child in the summer heats inside. You just kind of, there was a very lax way about renting videos and we could just rent everything. And we used to just go through them in kilos and watch things I think in hindsight we were not supposed to watch. I'm pretty sure in has the same history. Yeah, I mean, we probably all share maybe the same kind of memory since you've been here long enough. So we all... I'm sure you know, kind of will 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 relate will will relate to a lot of I think what we were all doing. Yeah, I mean, I think our maybe our exposure to film was television, then VHS, and then cinema. So it's like not kind of maybe in the order that you would uh, hear about from friends who grew up in the West or the Far East, etc. A VHS, for those who don't know, is this little plastic black box that has rolling things and you put it inside a machine <laughs> and it's analog. <laughs> I remember in, in general, for, even for those who are listening, and which is why we also get into the whole film market part of it, is the there is a, at least in the Gulf part, there is a weakness in the, the production level, the background level, the the craft of filmmaking, and which is why you get a lot of these auteurs who have this idea, like you know how you say that everyone has a book inside them, everyone has a film, or at least everyone thinks they have a film inside them, but if you can't craft it, it'll just come out as, and it's something that I got in trouble <laughs> for before, yeah. mommy said my movie's great. But I mean, are there film studies now, uh, Samia, in universities, like do, has there been a shift since kind of your days at university here? 
Um, uh, there are more film courses being offered as part of um, uh, multimedia programs or um, uh, digital media or things like but there is not like a full-fledged program that is just focused on on filmmaking for this part of the world and um, uh, and it's sad because like I remember back like I don't know like 15 years ago when the when there used to be the festival in Abu Dhabi um, uh, Al-Imarat or uh, films from the Emirates and you know like you see all these young people who are eager to work and make films and some of them still still like uh, try to do something like Nawaf al-Janahi or Amal Salmin al-Marri and those guys and you feel kind of you know there's that sorrow that there is not that um, academic frame that could develop a like a bigger generation into into the film market. And there is potential. But on the plus side right now, they've opened up a lot of these smaller courses. I think the film academy, the neurofilm academy, there's SEA, so you, at least you learn making how to record sound, how to edit, so those kind of stuff, which does help these kind of people who have a vision I mean, of things to develop. I mean, technically. So I think there, there are facilities mm. to teach you to technically make a film, but... I think, yeah, it's, it's a shame that now it's, it's 2019 and there's still no proper film school, considering yeah. this region wants to be a player in, you know, filmmaking. Yeah. And, you know, they keep talking about film industry. But, and everything started, I think, probably the other way around. So as soon as festivals started happening, that became like big showy and that was a, became a PR <laughs> exercise, which now we realize, you know, and uh, um, instead of kind of like starting you know, from the ground up. So, yeah, no, we're, first we need education, and it needs to be historical education, cultural education, critical education, and of, obviously, you know, technically know how to make a film. Right. I, I, I totally agree with you, Hind, because, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's very easy. Now you don't even have to go to a course to learn how to edit or how to just go to YouTube and do that. Um, but the uh, the idea of learning about the history, about how others did it, how you know the different experimentations that were were done either in this part of the world or worldwide is very important for for you know the next generation of filmmakers to do. Otherwise, it's going to be just individual movements um, with no tangible um, you know effect or things like that. Um, what we want is something sustainable, something to continue, not. You know, just to see these um, uh, uh, efforts rise once and then uh, disappear. And this is, I guess, where we see the difference between uh, the Levant and North African countries that have uh, not not just the history of, of him, but actual film schools and visual uh, academia where you learn the history of stuff versus the Gulf, which is relatively new. But going back to what, what Hin said um, with the film festival when it started, and funnily enough, I think this is a, at least on a positive note, this is where it created a subculture. At least this is where Hind and I became closer friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it brought up the cinephiles and fine, maybe you don't see them all year, but then that once, you know, December at DIFF or Abu Dhabi Film Festival, was it October, November? You know, you'd recognize faces and over time you're like, oh, there are other cinephiles. And f-. But I think, like I was saying, I think it brought kind of the cinephiles out and because we were the type of people who would actually take time off work and so we were there watching daytime movies and not just kind of, you know, evening screenings. I don't know about time off work. I used to book meetings and run away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just to add to what you said, I mean, um, for example, DIFF, it wasn't just a festival. It was a chance for you to meet people who share the same passion. I made friends Mm. um, uh, during DIFF. And and enemies. 
and, and enemies, absolutely. But, but, but more, more friends, more of friends. And you know, for me, that was a time, that was like a sacred time where I um, don't take off work. I, I use my working hours to go to diff, to write and to interview people and to meet and to watch films that you don't get the chance. And that's another kind of discussion that, you know, it's, it always should happen about um, screening such such great films, not just in cinemas, but in, in, in through other spaces and initiatives. Um, so uh, so Diff created that atmosphere that wasn't just film. It was it was friendship. It was it was uh, passion. It was it was it was a totally different level of you know love for cinema. And for listeners who may be not familiar with Diff, like so that Dubai, Dubai International Film Festival. Film Festival which happened, um, you know, every December. It went on for 14 years, and then it stopped. But then they also said, oh, no, we haven't stopped. We're going to turn into a biennial festival. Ago. And that was two years ago, which means 2019. In theory, we, there should be diff, but till now, nothing. And the website's down. All past information no longer exists. There's a holding page which says we're under maintenance it's been and we'll be back soon but it's been like that for six months there's a number that you call no one answers so and this there's a social media account which is active but it's promoting other film festivals and when you contact you know speak to them on social media they don't respond so it's been really disappointing where there was this history of 14 years where they developed and nurtured and and you know fostered i think filmmakers here because there was also like a funding element to the festival and that's where it was an opportunity for filmmakers to pitch their films, get funding, and and basically yeah, create filmmaking out of here, and that's completely stopped, and everyone's just, I think, hustling and doing things independently if they can. Yeah, but to be fair, we were disappointed before and got used to it through the Gulf um, Film Festival, the, the GFBI, yeah, the Gulf yeah, Film Festival, yeah. which was a collection of shorts from, from the Gulf and kind of the topper regions, which was very interesting to see them, but then that got also made into a two-year hiatus that never showed up, and the Abu Dhabi Film Festival that also came up with a lot of money, a lot of PR, which actually, I think, what all these festivals end up being done for is the PR and the superstars and the concerts and the, the food carpet, and the red carpet rather than the actual care and development of it all. But for the local community. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there is a problem with us of, of how to make a film festival. Mm -hmm. Like, what is a film festival? What does it mean to us? We we tend to spend a lot of money on, like you said, the glitzy, sparkly part, but we forget sometimes about the real mission of, of film festivals. Um, I remember during DIFF, they, there used to be films which had cues that, you know, and mm. waiting lists exactly. that, you know, like you were surprised. I mean, do people like cinema that much? But you, you get surprised about the number of people who get disappointed because, because DIFF, for example, is not there anymore and many film festivals before. And, you know, like in the past, I used to wonder, why would we have a film festival in a country or a region that doesn't, you know, doesn't have a filmmaking industry? But then with time, I realized that, you know, maybe uh, having such film festivals is an incentive for fi local filmmakers to actually work towards making films, meeting other talents who come from abroad and learning from each other's experiences. Now that is done by individuals who are interested, who have the initiative, you know, to... I disagree a little bit just because 
you also not everyone we, we look in, in in all the in all the larger cinema things and multiplexes you get all the big uh, shiny movies you don't get any of the smaller ones and film festivals are known to get these experimental films smaller films independent films and so so that i think is, is not necessarily you don't need to have a, a film industry but it, it's always good for people who are passionate about viewing it like like any sort of cultural um, thingy but then when you compare it though for a lot of times they're closed because nobody was coming or it wasn't making make, there was no actual excuse from what the excuse we get in the pr blurb especially when you compare it to uh, Jordan or Lebanon or Egypt or Morocco and and then their festivals have been going on and people queue and there's a film industry that's, that's developed so you can't say it's not about the money and and everything else versus just a PR stunt versus an actual care for cinema but I mean I don't know like we it's all again just our own kind of interpretation you know was there no return on investment and what is a return on investment mm-hmm. with something of cultural value it's something that you'll only see a return on investment you know decades like it's not going to be something profitable and I think the nature of UAE specifically Dubai everything's very kind of business driven mm-hmm. and I think with these kind of uh, initiatives my our assumption is you know okay it wasn't profitable enough it have been uh, but it's but it also I think as Samia said, it was an incentive for potential filmmakers or, you know, or filmmakers who don't have the network, don't have access, don't have funding, and this helps in a way, uh, regardless now of the quality of films that got made, and that's like a separate discussion, but but, but there, there's such a gap there that, you know, we don't have a film institute, you know, that's probably something that needed to have started like a long time ago. Uh, these initiatives in Abu Dhabi at the Cultural Foundation that you talked about, Emirati film, you know, those short films and experimental, and that could have been, if that was a Sustained long enough, maybe the, the story would be different today. Right. And and like you see it as a trend in the region. I mean, it's happening in the in the Emirates. It's it happened in Qatar uh, to some extent. Maybe maybe it's a different scenario. But like what happened in in Egypt with the Cairo Film Festival when it stopped for some time. Now it's back. And then you have the uh, Damascus Film Festival and and so on. So um, so it's it's kind of a trend in the region where things start but they don't continue. Maybe uh, in this part, like in this region, it's more about you know the return on investment, the money, the business model that could be revisited or things like that. But um, but I, I really wish they can reach to a formula where we have something similar to Toronto, for example, like what happens. Maybe it's not about, you know, getting all the stars and getting that 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 concept should change at some point. They should go back to the, you know, the core value of these film festivals rather than the PRs. We had the chance to interview the Lebanese Film Festival uh, last last summer because they do it every two years because they can't afford it and that's the way they do it. But, and it's mostly short Lebanese films and a few of the f- full-length ones that are, that are there. And it's really supporting industry. And I was surprised to find people queuing for short films. And it's not just family and friends. It was people interested, which is, which is maybe a little tiny segue to kind of uh, foreshadow the rest of the, the conversation of when I used to come and I used to work in kind of media and stuff, I still do, but I used to take the team and like you go during business hours and go there. And, and for the film market, whether it was Abu Dhabi or Dubai, we'd go and interact with all these young directors and producers and stuff like that and see who we can use for us because at the time they were affordable. And But you don't, but we never bumped into anybody else as many in the industry who kind of want to use the, the local talent for smaller things rather than big shiny names. And I guess it's it's kind of the this is where I guess your, your earlier point of the having an industry there you get people from the industry who are interested to see who else is there and what else they're doing rather than just kind of just jump in and out 
But I mean, I know like maybe the past year, two years, possibly there has been a rise, at least with um, UAE films being released and shown in cinemas. Mm. I mean, personally, like the quality is not the best. A lot of it is kind of be you know, even see deed level comedy and it's that kind of that typical over the top acting, you know, that's the kind of stuff you see on television. And it's just disheartening. And I go because you're like, okay, let's see, this might be a better movie than the one before. And it's just not happening. I mean, the only good one that really stood out uh, was a recent release and it, it only stayed in the cinema for one week. It's called Musk. And, um, and it's tender and it's quiet and it's done well and it's you know about personal relations and and I'm like okay yes this is the kind of film we want to see more of but again it looks like it was an independently made film um, we see the films that are supported by bigger organizations so Imagination is maybe the biggest funder of filmmaking and just the caliber of films that come out of it I mean I think as an example, Rashidan Rajab, I think that was like the big story because that was released in Eid and there was a big PR prior and the trailer and the ads are shown in the cinema. And these are kind of activities you don't see happening with other Arab films, right? So regardless of whether UAE films or others. And then you go and see it and I totally was left completely disappointed. I mean, I know you covered it, so I would like to know what your thoughts are. Um I am actually disappointed with um, the quality of films Image Nation in particular uh, works on. Maybe there are a couple of films, like for example, there was, uh, um, I wasn't very, very happy with it, but at least it was better than the rest, which is uh, Shabab Shaib, I think it was. Maybe because I, I like that, you know, like talking about old people. So I think that topic was interesting. The story had some, you know, uh, uh, low lows, low points, and so on, which which is fine. I mean, it's a it's it's a fine start, but in general, I'm I'm not very happy with you know with with the quality of films they work on. Okay, I want to interject, and again, we can we can touch on this later on. I think this is where film critique comes in, because mm-hmm. this is where you get this auteur and this have an idea, and then you create it, and then. Since nobody is there to edit it and everyone is kind of involved in their own little job of the business, nobody actually takes, takes a step back and sees why this wouldn't work or why versus let's just produce it, put it out, market it, and these idiots would watch anything. Because in the end, look, the, the median of human race would watch something light and fluffy, so not everyone is going to be into these artsy-fartsy films. No, that's but, absolutely fine. Except, yeah. But then the point of the artsy-fartsy films should be able to be criticized beyond then, oh, you're nice, congratulations, good work, for people who probably didn't even see the film. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, going back to Rosh Hashanah, because I felt that was, uh, I think it's a good case study, because mm-hmm. it was promoted heavily. Um, when it was written in terms of film criticism, it was just praised, and mashallah, you know, amal jayida, and hope we see more of this. And, I, and I've noticed a few interviews with the director when they kind of tried to say, look, I don't think, you know, the comedy feels very, you know, I don't know, low quality, and, uh, and you know, questioning, because it was about body swapping. And he goes, well, it's film khayali, like no one should take it seriously. But like, why? We could take comedy and think, and, you know, think about it and what, what is the movie trying to say, whether it's a comedy or a sci-fi or, or drama. I know, I'm curious to know how, like, what was you as a journalist, I mean, how were you observing the way this film was treated? I mean, um, 
in, in terms of, of the storyline, I felt maybe because I, 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 I'm not sure until now, but I felt it's an adaptation or it's like it's taken from like. Um, I mean, it's not the creation yeah. of the wheel. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's not that original story that, no, you know. Not. So um, I always have a problem with these films, you know, even if they, if they were fictional. Um, you, could, you could build a storyline that is just, you know, um, uh, uh, that goes into the context of this part of the world. So, so for example, there was some um, uh, playing around with like the. Uh, cultural differences between the Emirati and the Egyptian, I felt some of these things were actually very smart. And if he like maybe employed them mm-hmm. more into the uh, context of the story, it would have been much better. Um, In the end, it's the prince and the pauper base of the whole thing. But yeah, you're right. Like some of the stuff could have been studied a bit more, gone into that nuance, and made the comedy from figuring out this two stuff or letting at least letting the audience figure it out rather than spoon feeding some slapstick it just stuck to stereotypes yeah. and like the worst kind of stereotypes exactly, exactly and then you know like you said like there was a huge PR campaign behind it mm-hmm. and you know Mohammed Said Harib is a well-known uh, personality and uh, uh, I mean I went to the premiere and I was amazed by the number of people who know him and who just came to watch the film that he made so um, um, and ironically his work on on uh, Frige and everything else was very clever and very specific because he was animation, doing animation just for p- listeners who don't know so yeah like and I felt yeah sorry I, yeah. I, I just wanted to clarify that it wasn't a fee, you know it's an exactly. animation it was, it was a first kind of animation from old ladies here and, and it did really well because he was working on what he knew versus I guess being a director not part of the I don't know how evolved he was in the writing but again going back and I will keep going back to it in, in the critique part of the world like you said everyone said how awesome it was and, and he wouldn't necessarily carry the conversation or other directors in the past who wouldn't want to hear a conversation and this is where I get to the diff enemies because a lot of times I would go into all these films and I'd made it a point to rate them and do like one like one sentence not bashing I just kind of how I thought about it in a in the way I kind of because I do a lot of writing and and critiquing things like that in a simple way and a lot of the gulf stuff I used to get I used to get these for lack of other word bros Mm -hmm. that would hate on me and say, oh, you should be supporting. I'm like, I'm still, I'm the only one who actually went to see this film. None of you, most of you aren't in this film. But the people directing it, if they're, if I'm going to tell them, oh, the pacing was wrong, that's not saying the film, you know, the pacing was wrong. Look at your pacing for the next film or re edit it mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And it's constructive. But they don't want to hear anything besides, I love it. It's awesome. My mommy said it's pretty. I think maybe it's this symptom of like, we need to support it because something at least is being made here. We need to show support. And fine, we're all for support. Like, you know, we're, the likes of me and Well and a few others, like we support because we actually go, we turn up. I mean, that's the first show mm. of support, right? <laughs> um, you know, and I'm like, what do you have to say? Because I didn't see your face. You know, to you know, other people kind of counteract that. You know, you're not supportive. So you you turn up, you show up, and then when you comment on it, where now wait, how does this film fit in in the con- current kind of commentary about society, or what does it say? What's its relationship to other films, or or just the quality, you know, and and these discussions are really lacking, and I think that's my constant frustration. And it's the same with the art world, but with film, just because maybe I spend mm-hmm. a lot of time thinking about it. And uh, you're one of the few who I know take it seriously. And you know, I've seen you when there's kind of the press coverage of this event or that event, and and you're the you know handful. Because when I read other publications, uh, you know, local ones, it's just you know either copying the press release or just again you know Amal Jayda, we're proud and we're you know and we hope we see more you know it's just this very sugar talk yeah you, you can't imagine the amount of you know like 
sugar talk that we have in this part of the world. Like one of the films, I I didn't even bother watching it on, in the cinema. I waited until it was on one of the platforms, and I've seen it, and it's 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 really bad. It's like uh, it's it's very bad. Um, no, <laughs> we'll do that off the record. Um, but like when I was going through, you know, the social media kind of um, reviews, quote unquote. I mean, I mean, did we watch the same film? Yeah. Are Are you talking about the same one we watched? Like the amount of uh, sugar talk that we uh, that we give to filmmakers. Um, I mean, I'm 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 pro saying good work, thank you very much. Thank but yeah, thank you for trying. But you have this and this and this. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm the expert, but that's my opinion at the end of the day. Um, so, uh, uh, but you know, some people take it very seriously if you just critique criticize their work i mean i i i once did a review of uh, one of the uh, a palestinian film back in uh, uh, beginning of this uh, decade 2013 2014 and we like the 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 producer/director read it and they wouldn't talk to me afterwards i mean just because mm. they thought no this is not the right opinion about yeah. them i mean there is nothing called right and wrong opinion that's just my opinion it's your job to contextualize the film and uh, you know and analyze it or yeah. or you know and and kind of give a point of view or you know bring in points of views that maybe people will miss out on and and filmmakers who i think aren't happy because you're not saying what they want to hear like i hear this a lot and it's always little asaf and unfortunately it's like the arab filmmakers uh, like when i'm you know with friends or filmmakers or when you go to festivals in the West, I never hear, you know, uh, friends who write for English language journals, if they write something not favorable, they get a nasty message yeah. saying, I don't want to talk to you. Don't you ever come and watch my movies exactly. again? Like sometimes <laughs> they, they even don't give you interviews because you wrote them, you wrote something that doesn't please them yeah. in the in the past. And funny enough, yeah, Hind and I no longer are invited to many things because we just <laughs> yeah, write what we actually think. On the, on the plus side, uh, two or three of the directors and producers that I had like I said, uh, constructive prison. I respect them more because they engaged, they interacted, and they took from it. One of them is Noah Fajanahi. I saw um, Sea Shadow back in the day, when, uh, and, 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 and it was a chance. To, he took kind of the, I'm like the length, this, and he got it in. And because of that, I respect him more. So now I would always go in with this positiveness of, oh, this person is willing to and wanting. And, and, and he also supports other people and, and doesn't take any crap from anybody in that sense. And hopefully people like that would interact versus you have all these want to be star celebrity star architect i don't know what the star the movie of that is like they produce one short film and then all of a sudden they think they can do a, a sci-fi star wars kind of thing because you know they can and but then also like i said we, we, if we move on from criticism and and big if, film festivals we there are the chance as well to to see all these smaller things or for them to experiment with these smaller film clubs pop-ups the little movies show show houses here that we have which you think is a place where people can debate and question and interact. And I mean, I think, uh, I mean, because there are smaller initiatives that happen around town all year. And what I'm always surprised is like, I just wear the regulars, right? Like, wh- fine, we know it's niche and it's small, but how much where it just becomes me and only another person, right? And, like, I don't know, maybe I'm not going to the right places, but I just, where is the cinephile community? And when I find, try to find them on social media, 
the cinephiles, and now this is regardless of nationality and language, you know, they'll only talk about the big films because, you know, oh, they were invited to the premiere, so, you know, thank you, hashtag, name of cinema, you know, we watched your movie. And they don't talk about other movies. And I've had this discussion face-to-face. I'm like, smaller films do get screened in our multiplex because there's this very snobbish attitude by the so-called, you know you know, film lovers or cinephiles where, oh, it's in a multiplex, it means it's like really mainstream and it's bad. And it's like, okay, that a, that's quite a problematic attitude towards movies, mm. if you love movies. <laughs> and of course, there's good mainstream, there's bad mainstream, there's good superhero, bad superhero, but they also do bring smaller films. And unfortunately, these are the films that don't get pushed by our media. So the media doesn't cover it. The social media, the so-called cinephiles don't cover it because, you know, there's no red carpet premiere at the cinema. They'll only talk about, you know, the big ones. Um, You know, um, uh, I once was uh, um, asked if I can, like, uh, stop being like a journalist in some in some sense and not write a lot about you know like films and so on and turn into like a film critic you know like just you know do more of criticism and you know like these long pieces and so on and so forth but then um we realized together that no we have a a good number of film critics who are able to write you know like to 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 reflect on, on on films and so on but we don't have a lot of people who actually write about um um independent cinemas and you know like arab cinemas and so uh, arab uh, films and so on um from the perspective of you know like awareness and um, talking to people more about it and you know spreading more information and so on and and and, and talking about these films from a storytelling perspective not just from like uh, uh, this film sco- uh, was screened this week it's uh, scored that much revenue and and and, and that's it so I'll, I'll give you an example um uh, uh, uh uh, film Al Mamar, uh, the Passage, which is the Egyptian film that was um, uh, screened uh, during the summer, it's it's a it's a good film, um, has a, a, very, a very great potential. I have some you know some criticism towards it, but that's still um, uh, my opinion. Um, but it's a film that I felt everybody should be talking about because it it just talks about an important um, hi- uh, part of history and so on. So I was I started googling like okay, I wanted to know more about the film, how it was made, and so on. All what was written about it was about how it's made in the box office. That's all yeah, what we had. Revenue. revenue. But, you know, like, I really wished I knew, like, um, um, how did they, uh, where did they shoot? What were the locations? How did they choose the stars? You know, the story behind making the film. And I think that's what's missing in our um, journalism like writing about these films from a storytelling point of view where you interview the director and you talk to them about how they made it what challenges um, um, uh, how to, to talk to the, to the even not to the stars but to the less popular stars of the film because a lot of them have a very interesting things and very interesting stories to talk about this way over time and of course it needs to be sustainable but with this over time you'll get an audience that is really interested in you know in digging more into into this industry because it's not just about the revenue it's about full stories that we really want to to explore and discover more so i think that's what kind of from my own perspective that's what's missing from from our work as journalists but do you think a lot of the reason why that part of it is because they do see Arab films here as a lesser being, so they have to promote it as money-making things. People can see, oh, it made money, so people, the, the, the white folk on the outside liked it, so it must be okay for us to watch. I'll, I'll just uh, tell you something very quick. 
um, whenever I go to watch an Arab film, I would just, you know, call somebody and, you know, anyway, would you like to come? And, you know, the, the, the main response that I get is, I don't feel like I want to cry or I want to, you know, like uh, I want to uh, turn my life into a tragedy. So there is this stereotype about um, our our films, like uh, um, uh, Arab films, mm. that to some extent, like t- t- during like a period of our lives, it w- maybe it's true. Maybe because this is how the region is, full of tragedy, tragedy, full of drama, and so on. But but you know, like we should give it a chance. We should. You know, look at it from another perspective. So, and, and before I hand over to Hind, there was one thing on that. A lot of my foreign friends who are into this and they wanted to go, some of the Arab films were not translated into English. And when we asked Cineplex, it's like, oh, because they wouldn't be interested. And we're like, wow, wow. It's true. So, it like so. This is then it becomes this other battle. Like you're trying to uh, encourage not necessarily Arab viewers only, non-Arab viewers, because there are lots of people who are curious to see, you know, and they want to see. And again, if it's all about kind of bringing people together, like this is one of the most basic. I mean, I know to me, cinema is like the most democratic form of art. You know, it's most reachable, it's most accessible, Mm. the most affordable. Do you know what I mean? And and yet it be or you know and they're not advertised. I mean I go watch a lot of Indian movies and they're guaranteed English. How dare you just for Indians only? Uh, <laughs> you know English and um, Arabic subtitles. So whether it's the Bollywood or the movies from South India, so which is yeah. like in Tamil and Telugu. So there's already like all these variations, and those are shown. And I sit and like wow, Arab film is still so behind. We're in an Arab. Mm speaking world uh, and it doesn't have to be films from the UAE there's like tons of other Arab films made all yeah. around uh, but the level and a, I mean production value and all out of India like you can't compare I mean they've got you know their history is uh, far ahead compared uh, to co- contemporary Arab cinema because there was a time when Arab cinema was super, uh, you know, quality <laughs> in the past. But I'm like, wow. So even the South Indian, they're showing the different version language. You know, they're not just showing one of, uh, if you know, this Tamil. They're showing the Telugu and they're showing the Hindi version of the same film. They're all subtitled, peak hours. And I've and I've been to a few, and I'm like, oh my god, I just don't see. And and there'll be people. So even if I go during the day, you know. They'll be obviously not as busy as evenings. And I'm like, I just never see this with uh, anything that comes out of the Arab world. And the thing, the irony of it all is that the two films I was recommending to my friends to see, one of them is Egyptian, one of them, I can remember, it was Algerian. And they were in diff. That's why I had seen them before and I was able to recommend them in that window of three, four days that they were in the cinema for. So there is, an ing- there is one with subtitles because they cannot be in the film festival with that. But that's when you get into, I don't know how the politics of multiplexes and where they get it from of can't you just give that copy so anyway that's it i think to an extent things are a bit better like fine i mean these issues where there wasn't consistent subtitles and and it wasn't all the time but there were these exceptions but i haven't seen them lately so i think there has been an improvement in terms of making sure everything is subtitled but um but i think also yeah this kind of lack of uh, I think diverse films being shown and which maybe leads us to kind of these different initiatives so I know places like uh, so not non-cinema spaces so Alliance Francaise has an auditorium and they try to screen films and they make sure they're subtitled the few times I've gone they're not necessarily you know well attended but again it goes back to people not promoting so the venue's not promoting it mm. people aren't aware media's not covering it um, and we remembered like a long time ago there was uh, Institut Francaise who had one 
one dedicated cinema in Ibn Battuta, so Nova Cinemas, and it was called Cine 13, mm. and they were showing European films constantly, and that lasted like for years. Yeah, I found it accidentally, and I told you about it. Because I just knew about it from you guys. It, so. Again, it's one of those where fine. I think again, people like us, you know, we. I'm paying attention to everything, so I'm checking every website. So I'm a lot more aware, which is why I, you know, with the blog or on social media, that's what I used to promote it. But there's always been this initiative, so same as with the festivals, like everything starts and stops, and there would be the European film festivals or even kind of like the different... Um, you know, foreign entities here, like who would promote like so German cinema or French cinema or Italian cinema. And it's just not consistent. Absolutely. I mean, uh, starting from this point where uh, like Germans, they would promote the German uh, cinema and so on. Um, uh, like I, I think, and maybe you'll consider that I'm taking things too far, but I think we have this sense of detachment from our culture, our identity. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and that kind of makes us maybe um, just not very interested in in arab cinema for example and and excuse me if i keep on you know mentioning arab cinema but because that's 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 a real problem that that we're facing so um so probably these initiatives and i think they should be backed by you know like i don't know a governmental organization or a semi governmental or so on or something like that where um um, uh, you start with education. You start with, you know, getting kids to, you know, to actually embrace uh, cinema that comes from this part of the world because it's a cinema that tells our stories. So I'll give you an example. Um, uh, so there is a, f- a film, Fan of Amuri. It's by uh, Amr Salmin Al Marri. Um, maybe it's not the best film in terms of like production and storyline and so on. It's like the typical boy who loves to play football and then you know excels and faces these challenges and so on. I took my kids to watch it and you can't imagine every week they're like uh, mama did they put it on netflix yet is it on itunes where are we going to watch it like we really want to watch it they're, they got so attached to the film because when they watched it it shows you know it shows uh, a name of the street that they passed through mm-hmm. or you know the city they live in a boy that looks like them um, a football player that they love so it kind of derives from the culture from our identity and i think you know if you start to work with these kids on um, uh, attending or going to these and embracing these films i think you're you're ready for a future that would would that where cinema or arab cinema would be part of their lives so i missed this in the cinema but i found it on itunes so you know but uh yeah so it, it is on streaming which again maybe streaming is like another whole topic where maybe you will find more of these films there but but no we want them to be in cinemas right the whole point these Films are being made to be shown in cinemas. And I hate what's happening now where the expectation is small films will go streaming and the, you know, superhero or Marvel or Disney, you know, those films will be on the big screen. But that's like, oh my God, another topic. That's totally another topic because I'm not necessarily, I'm I'm pro-watching it on little screens no matter whether it's big or small, but that's a whole different thing. The option of seeing it on the big screen should not be taken away. No, not taken away, but not necessarily hating on little screens. I mean, um, I I always hated the concept of... um, I just watched uh, uh, films that I like in festivals, especially Arab films. Um, so I'm, I have to go with Wael. I mean, I, I, I don't mind watching them on small screens as long as they exist. Yeah. And even, look, even, like I said, even the bad films, just have them on a little platform somewhere. Just put them on YouTube. You know, let it go. And if you have the rights to it, you can, you can have it on. And I've seen a lot of these actual films on YouTube because the director released it. It was a... After a few years, nobody's going to release it for him, and he, him or her put it on, on there, and, we, and we're done. 
So there's that. I have noticed uh, there has been, I think, an increase, at least from the distributors' uh, side, where they are now, I think, trying to bring in more of kind of Arab films, smaller Arab films, so not only kind of the big blockbuster like uh, being shown in the cinemas. So that's been interesting. Uh, Not all less consistent. It's not, you know, every month there's something being shown. But once it happens, I go and check it out because Exterior Night, uh, that was given a theatrical release, Egyptian film. I forgot what was the Arabic title of it. Uh, and that was an interesting film Uh, and again you know young filmmaker and not kind of your typical Mm. uh, big film and and I was surprised when it had a theatrical release in cinema and and in the multiplex and you know that's where I had gone to see it and um, so it's good so I think it's just one of those where be aware show support and yeah maybe from a marketing perspective we need these films to be mm. given more attention and maybe a call for media please pay attention to these films and write about them in the English press Arabic press so more people know about this um, everyone is just so caught up I think on social media and I guess I guess this is where when they don't want critique because sometimes even bad critique your name will still be googleable if you kind of do a little bit of a search absolutely. it could pop up absolutely but I think it's a it's kind of a collective yeah, um, uh, 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 yeah. It, it's kind of a collective uh, effort yeah. to support you know it's not just the role of uh, mm. filmmakers distributors it's also the audience it's also the government mm. I mean I, I really liked it when Diff was there and uh, they used to do this uh, 365 yeah. 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 yeah it was it was it was a nice yeah, it was yeah. a good initiative, you know, to, um, um, uh, to to watch the films that were screened during the uh, the week of the festival. Um, but again, that wasn't well promoted, to be honest with you. It was just a handful of us who would know, because I've been to a few and it wasn't packed. And I'm like, if this was during this, this room would be full. Mm-hmm. But it's, again, the same organizer, the same type of film that would be shown, but it's shown outside the festival. And then it made me wonder, is it more prestigious to say, I saw a movie at a film festival versus I just went for an or, evening or like after a little work. pop-up that's trendy. Yeah, you know, that's, I think, this other kind of frustration where uh, there's an, again, I think I mentioned earlier this elitism of, mm. oh, it's in a multiplex, I won't see it. Yeah, which you have, like, you have the scene and the scene uh, and, yeah, uh, and uh, uh, Abu Dhabi space as, and then as yeah. well as uh, Cinema Akil and Shah Foundation. Right, so you yeah. get a lot of people going to that because it's, I guess a, a higher intellectual level. I think it's treated as oh, it's cultural. Yeah. It's, it's, I like think you, you would quote unquote. I know you know I'm, I'm using my fingers doing quote unquote cultural. <laughs> like you would feel there's like a certain kind of caliber to to the people, to the atmosphere, and everything. But just uh, 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 just a last note um, um, for anybody supporting also not to forget the importance of short films. And yeah. in this part of the world, we have so much ignorance for that. Like I have a lot of people who say, why would I go like pay money to watch you know a short film so maybe um, make it part of an initiative to maybe do what pixar does screen shorts before yeah. you know um uh, yeah, features exactly the diff the last diff i had gone through there was a brilliant collection of short films that him and i am like and we were seeing the short films and we went through them and some of them were the most fantastic things but also as you said look i'm happy the the these more of the pop-ups uh, film clubs and and uh, separate uh, screening rooms and all those are, are showing them so definitely go for those but that doesn't mean you should avoid the, cine- the cineplexes and I know there isn't much information on newspapers and those kind of places about these films that pop up so Google or do whatever you have to do to kind of go on maybe the Vox and the Novos itself and kind of go through weekly to figure them out and try to catch the movies and, and when in doubt go on IMDb read a little bit about it and you know things can help what I'll do is um, for listeners we will list I think these different venues 
across mm. the UAE. So look at the description. We're going to put a list of uh, places and links to be attention, pay attention to, which we hope will encourage more people to go out and support cinema because always support cinema. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you for being with us. Thank you very much for having me. It was a great discussion. I mean, I always love talking about cinema. So thank you guys for giving me that opportunity. Maybe we'll get together again for another, you know, a continuation. We'd love that. And thank you all for listening. And remember, uh, you can find us and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Tea with Culture. And you can listen to us and download us for free on uh, Google Play and Apple Podcasts and Rami. Uh, Stitcher and a lot of other places where podcasts are found. We are there. We are happy and would love to hear from you and any comments because if we love to critique, we'd also love to hear criticism. So thank you very much. <laughs>